Welcome back to another edition of DDA's Encouraging Abilities podcast. Uh, We've been doing the podcast for about a year now, and this is podcast number 25, so a bit of a milestone, I think. I'm your host, DDA Communications Manager, Evan Kelly. Summer's here, or so they tell me. Uh, Here in Richmond, it's still hitting maybe 23 degrees, just barely. In any case, uh, summer for many families means travel, hitting the road, the skies, even the oceans. Today, our guest is Angela Faminoff, uh, owner-operator of Travel with Ange. It's someone we've been wanting to talk to for some time now. Uh, Travel with Ange operates like any other travel agency. You can find her at travelwithange.ca for any travel needs you might have. But what makes her business different uh, is that her focus for many years has been on the diversibility and neurodivergent communities. Uh, Travel for families with diversibilities can be a challenge. Uh, Where to go that's adaptive or autism friendly or simply accessible can be difficult. So Ange helps families navigate these places to find the best and most inclusive holiday fun. So nice to have you on the show, Ange. Hi, thank you so much, Evan, for having me. My pleasure. Uh, first off, I have to I have to ask this because your your website mentions a love of Scotland. I I too have a big <laughs> connection there. What is yours? Um, well, oh, I absolutely love Scotland. We immigrated to Canada when I was three, and so my Scottish roots run deep and very strong. <laughs> I still a lot of family living in Scotland, and I don't know about you, but when you hear the bagpipes, I often get quite teary. <laughs> oh, I, I too get teary. I, yeah, I've got, uh, <laughs> I've got. Um, okay. Oh, I, my great grandmother was born and raised in Edinburgh. That's the be- That's about the best ah. Scottish uh, brogue that I can do there. So, <laughs> so yeah, I've definitely got family back there too. And actually, um, I spent about sixteen months there straight. In uh, what year was that? It must have been around two thousand two. So I'm wow. pretty 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 familiar with the area. So. Oh, that is such a cool opportunity. Yeah, it's uh, you know yeah. that's uh, you can't replace that for sure. And that's why travel. Yep. I think yep. you'll agree is so yep. important when it comes oh, to life. Oh yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Now you've uh, your uh, sort of resume on your online has has a lot to yep. do with you know being involved in the disability community. So what got you interested in building a travel agency? Um, I think the desire to work from home gives me the flexibility that I can travel with groups. So my desire is to set up groups we go traveling we go on cruises together we go to resorts we go wherever you want to go and so your focus is traveling with people with diverse needs absolutely um i would be the host um we would definitely need caregivers and you know for safety reasons so i'm not able to perform that role but i would be the host i would set it all up make sure everything's working at destination or on a cruise or whatnot and just be there for, you know, any questions and just to get things running as smoothly as possible. Well, that's great. So you, in, you, you become the de facto uh, tour guide in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I actually it's, didn't get that from your website. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's, I, I have some um, space booked on cruises and we're looking at land resorts. And it, it just—I would get as much joy out of traveling as the travelers would. So uh, this is why I'm working from home, so I can have this flexibility. Well, that sounds—that sounds amazing. How long have you been doing this? Yeah, about five years. 
in the travel industry. Now, you didn't just fall into this. You've been involved in the disability community on, on many levels. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, for sure. Um, gosh, it goes back to um, grade seven, middle school. <laughs> we actually had a program at our school that um, gave us the opportunity to volunteer at a day program. And I just fell in love with the amazing communities, um, neurodivergent, diverse abilities, and pretty much my entire working career, other than a stint at McDonald's when I was 16, <laughs> um, ha- has been involved with this amazing demographic. I went to uh, high school. There was a specific program that gave us practicum experience. It opened so many doors. When I was in high school and college, all my part-time jobs, I worked one-on-one in folks' homes um, with a lot of the kiddos that I met in the preschool. Oh, my summer jobs back in the day. Um, I grew up in Guelph, Ontario, and they had this camp called Rainbow Day Camp Mm -hmm. in the 80s. And this camp was way ahead of its time with inclusivity. And I was a camp counselor there for a number of years. Um, number of summers and then I also took sign language courses in the evening oh, wow. um, I guess in, in overall I've worked let's see I've been an educational assistant community support worker I'm a former ASL American Sign Language interpreter hmm. um, I've worked within the deafblind community um, I'm pop hard trained because I was within the school system and I actually drove a handy dart for a little while as well. <laughs> so, um, and then, so I basically wanted to take all of this and combine it with the travel industry. And that's uh, that's that's unbelievable. I mean, if you if you ever are find yourself living on the lower mainland and need a job, come talk to us. Like, <laughs> you're what we need. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and so, like, when you talk about uh, like groups, how big of groups do you actually travel with you? Um, that would vary. Um, like generally, like for, well, actually it, it could be any size. It just depends on the support we would have with our travelers because, um, you know, it de- depends on the traveler's support needs. You know, is there one caregiver that would could travel with, you know, only one individual or would one caregiver be able to have two or three Um travelers with them under their care so it varies we can go from a group of you know eight to a group of 20 30 you know as long as there's availability in space and we can Mm -hmm. do it safely my big thing is all about safety um and the support yeah let's go super fun (laughs) yeah absolutely now you're talking about caregivers are these primarily families you're dealing with or are these sort of uh like uh you know adults clients who might be neurodivergent who just have a have a caregiver and they've decided they Uh, want to do this on their own and they got their caregiver and they've got you so yes yeah both basically yeah families is is one aspect but yeah my my dream is to go with groups of adults wherever they desire to go and and just have fun together because to be honest i really feel that this demographic has been underserved Oh, I absolutely Over, agree. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. And I'm, I'm here to change that. 
which sort of leads me to the next question. I mean, we're like, I'm, I'm pretty in, involved in, you know, sort of what's happening, news and, and stuff in, in this in this sector in terms of, uh, you know, what's happening with people with disabilities, uh, whether it's yeah. physical or, or cognitive. Uh, you know, exactly. how, how have you seen this sector of the travel industry grow over the past, say, 10 years? Um, I, I'd say it is definitely growing. We've got a lot of awareness and acceptance out there. It's becoming quite prevalent um you know whether it be autism acceptance month you know down syndrome month special olympics Mm -hmm. you know i think the more that's out in our media the more that people are becoming aware and everyone has the right to travel Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and yeah. you know, and one of the things is that in many of these podcasts, I keep sort of pressing the idea that, you know, uh, disability uh, is going to touch everybody at some point in your life, whether you know yeah. someone or whether you, yeah. you know, you all of a sudden realize that you've got a disability because you're older or something isn't working yeah. the way it should. And that could be physical, that could yeah. be cognitive. I mean, yeah. it, it's going to affect all of us. Absolutely. So we, have to, we need to start looking at this in a universal fashion. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh. Hundred percent. Yeah, and, and you yeah. know we see lots of stories uh, these days uh, coming across our uh, social media feeds is is stories about wheel wheelchairs and airplanes. That's a you know a prime yes. example oh. of where people are not being looked after. Oh you know? uh, yeah, definitely. That is so frustrating. Um, you had mentioned early in one of our conversations that Delta is trying to make mm-hmm. a big change, and. I know Air Canada has stuff in the works with regards to accessibility mm-hmm. um, and inclusion. I don't know if it's to the same degree, um, but you know, it just blows my mind with with technology and all the engineering that it's taken this long to figure out how to you know bring someone on an airplane mm-hmm. in their chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and securely tie it down. (laughs) Exactly. Where's the consideration? And it's not just that. I mean, it's you know, there's a strong advocate on uh, Twitter, um, and and she talks about how her, you know, sometimes people's wheelchairs are just basically thrown around. You know, they're just not given the care, and people don't understand how expensive these items. Oh my gosh! Can be. Oh my goodness! My goodness! Like they're tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, they're like a car, custom made. Yeah. And they're an extension of who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating. I've heard and read so many stories of damage. Even one of the, the person sitting on the aircraft looking out the window and seeing their wheelchair being poorly mistreated. Yeah, it's, un- it's unbelievable. Like, yeah. Uh, so we've got to raise that awareness so, that these, are, these aren't just yeah. seats. These are extensions, as yeah. you said, of that person. It, yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, so anyway. Back to yeah. uh, traveling around and hopping around the world. Um, how do you go about okay. <laughs> finding the best vacation for a family that's got special needs? Let's see. Well, I am certified as an autism travel professional, so I have access to multiple resources with, you know, travel directories, including, you know, destinations, theme parks, activities, restaurants even. And, you know, shops like certain um, cities are making a real effort to become, you know, very neurodivergent friendly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just kind of, it's amazing, actually. I mean, I know one city, um, Mesa, Arizona, I haven't had the chance to go yet, but would love to take a group there. And 
it's like the city has done so much training and so many different um, factors hmm. of their industry. Yeah, you know, like things like that are like amazing. So yeah, I have access to a variety of um, resources. And basically it, it, it's finding out what works for that particular family or that particular individual. Now, in in with that yeah. in mind, are there are there sort of areas you you kind of like to avoid? I, I like I, I want to make sure that that you know I, I understand that anywhere is good for someone to go. But like, are there places that yeah, you yeah, want yeah. that you want to uh, sort of steer families away from because they might not be as accessible or as as autism friendly, for example? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, Again, that would be sitting down, figuring out exactly where they want to go. Um, me doing the research, finding out, you know, making some calls, talking to suppliers, you know, just getting a feel. I have a, you know, network of uh, thousands of colleagues that, you know, we go back and forth and we share information and very candid information, like, <laughs> don't go there, <laughs> you know, so, you know, <laughs> um, you know, like, why give suppliers the business if they're not going to treat people the way they should be treated? Oh, exactly, yeah. Now, so, pl places, yeah, places yeah. like Disneyland, um, Legoland, a number of the big sort of destination places, are uh, they always seem to be upping their inclusion game and making things a lot more autism-friendly, which is great. Um, are you? How, what are you hearing from clients uh, from these locations? Um well, actually, I just had a family come back from Legoland in California, and they had a blast. And no issues whatsoever. So I think the fact that the training that comes, it's from an outside uh, education source, they will go into Legoland and Disney and whatnot, and they will certify them as autism-friendly. Mm -hmm. So it's not it's not just, you know, Legoland saying, oh, yeah, you know, we've, we've done a little bit of this and that. So, you know, they have to go through quite a, a rigmarole to receive that training. Uh, and, and I mean, that certification. And that includes, you know, training on, um, you know, all staff. So and it's just awareness. And like I know um, one resort uh, beaches, you know, sandals and beaches. Yep. Uh, Beaches has four resorts now. It's the family-friendly one, mm -hmm. whereas Sandals is just adult. Right. Um, but they, they, um, all their staff members have some level of training with autism, and and it goes and it, you know it, it's more um, intense with you know the camp counselors, the water staff, but you know the server in the restaurant has also been certified. So mm. everyone is on board with the whole, you know, autism community. Do you find there are, you know, certain countries that are doing better at that? What about Canada? How are uh, we doing for our sort of vacation destinations? Yeah, that's, again, uh, to be honest, a lot of people travel away from Canada. True, I suppose, um, yeah. Because it's just as far as theme parks go. Yeah. You know, we don't have the same um, no, opportunity. However, um, I, I would like, I'm in the process of putting together a trip to Banff and have reached out to a variety of suppliers there 
you know, here's my situation, here's what I want to do, here's my group of travelers. So it's just a matter of finding the right partners to work with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And most people are like, wow, you know, like, this is really cool. You know, what can we do? So that's great. I mean, um, as long as people you yeah. know, are coming in with the right attitude, you're going to that's uh, yeah. more yeah. leading towards success. Right. Yeah. Uh, what, what now, about, I'm wondering. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I just I, I'm just curious. I should actually look into Canada's Wonderland. And, oh, over in Toronto, um, yeah. I want, yeah, I wonder what their um, accessibility is. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. yeah. We've <laughs> sorry, got go some ahead. homework to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sorry to yeah. put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's good. Make no, that's good. What about, um, would... what about cruise lines these days? Yeah, definitely this is forefront for them is accessibility. And I know Royal Caribbean, they, um, they're they very autistic friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've done some training and they offer uh, programs. Um, and then majority of cruise lines are all about meeting the guest needs so you know you can get um when it comes to you know boarding the ship um or disembarking the ship you know they there'll be something set up that you will have assistance Mm -hmm. so that you can forego all the lines and you know just meet the needs of their guests Mm -hmm. so and then that's also where i come in and i i um you know touch base with the airline and um you know there's a note on their file that one of the travelers is on the spectrum so it's just a little you know note for them when they meet the family that go oh okay and they just have that little bit of extra patience or kindness you know what i mean yep yeah exactly yeah and like and to that we're seeing a lot of i've been seeing a lot of stories about uh, airlines helping uh, families with kids who have autism to do practice runs for boarding and they some yes. some airports even have like a sort of a pseudo um plane place sort of set up so they can go in and take a look and are we are we seeing yeah. that here so much in canada or is that something like even the cruise industry can look into or well actually it's um interesting you mentioned that that has been a dream of mine to do in Victoria for oh the last three four years. It's it's just been this passion project, and so in April of this year, we pulled it together, and oh. I partnered with Autism, Autism BC, Air Canada. We the three of us um, spearheaded our inaugural. We called it YYJ Autism Aviation Day. <laughs> YYJ being Victoria. So, um, and then the Canucks Autism Network partnered with us, oh, and great. they are absolutely amazing. Yeah, because they they host airport tours in Vancouver quite often, and they also have if you go online um, and look at uh, the Vancouver airport, there's uh, a, a great number of resources for traveling on the spectrum. So, I just wanted to basically you know, emulate that here in Victoria. So we had, um, let's see, Autism BC, Air Canada, brought a plane in. Um, The airport authority and security, basically the day started off, families showed up, went through our registration. They had to go get a boarding pass. And the the flight was called CAN 7777. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Canuck Autism Network. It was awesome. 
And then they had to go through security and then they had to wait, which is real life. And actually the plane was delayed. So it was a, a longer <laughs> <Reality>. way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, and then they got to board the plane and we were on the plane for about 45 minutes. We had a snack. We, ha- we went through the safety drills, just chatted. Um, it, it actually, there were, there were many tears through the day because it was just such an amazing event. And, you know, I'm just getting goosebumps talking about it because it was so wonderful. And we limited the number of participants because it was our first time. Mm-hmm. And we could have tripled like the weight. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it just shows the need out there. So this will be a definitely an annual event. And then we also had suppliers, um, uh, um, after we all, you know, got off the plane, we went and had like a little reception and we had cupcakes and snacks and all the suppliers had their table set up and they were fun things for the kids to take home. And so we had beaches, we had Air Canada vacations, Royal Caribbean, and also Huntington Beach in California is um, embarking on, I'm, I'm working closely with them and we're embarking on um, setting up travel, you know, vacations to Huntington Beach because it's, it's nice and close mm-hmm. and there's so much to do and they even have an adapted surf school in Huntington Beach. Oh, so, wow. you know, it's just reaching out and finding the right connections and right suppliers and then you want to stick with them and build up your program and just keep going back. And then my dream is say we go to Huntington Beach and we go, you know, once or twice a year well, let's, you know, connect with day programs down there and meet some friends. Absolutely. And then every time we, every time we go back, we, we visit with our friends and we go and play volleyball on the beach or, you know, just things like just that. builds a much, much bigger yeah. network. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's all based on fun. Now, I, ha- so, I, I hate, I hate yeah. to ask this kind of question because you do travel yeah. with, with the groups. Um, is there an added cost for that? Like, how does that work for your own business model? Well, for me, no, I would be, you know, with the groups, I would be covered. What the additional cost would be is bringing the support person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, um, I mean, the, but uh, mind you, when you do book a group, you do get a group rate. Right. So it's better than, you know, someone just booking by themselves. Um, so, yeah, there would have to be funds available for the caregiver or support person to come along is there i mean if it's if it's just a couple of people and their caregivers is there still some sort of a cut rate given the situation or or airlines and cruises like nope sorry too bad full price yeah well for airlines mind you um support people can travel for a discounted rate okay you know, That's yeah, know. depending on, yeah, depending on the level of um, cognitive awareness. Need, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, no, and then the thing is, again, that's where I try, I reach out and just say, so here's our situation. <laughs> what can you do for us? <laughs> you know, like whether it be the resort or the hotel and, right. you know, or when we're there, can you throw in some, you know, fun activities or an excursion for us, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I like I'm a huge advocate, as you can tell, for you know the diversity and neurodiversity. No, absolutely, huge advocate from day one. You know, I, even my kids when they were little, I mean they're in their twenties now, but mm-hmm. I seeked out a uh, 
a preschool in Coquitlam. We were living on the mainland at the time. And this preschool was known to be inclusive. And I would guess maybe half the kids had some sort of disability. So mm. my, my kids just, it's their norm. They just right. like, oh, well, look at that, you know, so-and-so, you know, can't see, or so-and-so, you know, is in a wheelchair, and, you know, we're, we're friends with some of the families to this day. So mm. it, it, it's just, I think, and that's just making it a society norm. And, you know, and, and that hopefully has a ripple effect with my kids. They share that, you know, their experience with, with others and, you know, call people out if, it's, yeah. if they see something that isn't appropriate and yeah. yeah you still might be so. a little bit of the outlier so when you're in in, in your in <laughs> not to sound negative but i mean in your mind how is is inclusion getting better how much further do we need to go i think it's definitely getting better i think but boy we sure have a long way to go <laughs> um i think it's getting better with um, what we were talking about earlier with um the media covering more events like you look at um, the Special Olympics just now, the World yeah. Games, and I'm just so impressed with the coverage that our athletes received. But, you know, and back in the day, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, so, exactly. And and um, yeah. and now, now we, we, I just saw on, the, on, the, on our Facebook feed that we won something like 120 medals at the Special Olympics yeah. in Berlin. That was unbelievable. That's incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's yep. such great work. Yeah, so... I know, and 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 I think that every little bit that, that's in the media in a positive light makes people go, "Oh wow, that's really cool," you know. Mm-hmm. And, and they're treated like athletes as they are as yeah, our Olympic athletes. athletes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so Angela, what's super cool? Absolutely. What's what's the best way for people to find you? Um, I guess my website. Um, would be good because then from there we have links to my Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram was hacked oh, no. uh, last year. So um, I am on Instagram. It's not travel with Ange, it's travels. There's an S after Oh, travel. on your website? Um, on, no, on my Instagram. But the website would be www.travelwithange.ca. Now I just I didn't ask you this earlier. Like you, you really do yeah. focus on the the uh, disability and neurodiverse community. Um, mm-hmm. Can anybody just call you for travel? Oh, things? yeah, I'm definitely a full service. Okay, full service um, travel agency. Um, you know, we were talking about Scotland earlier. I right. have a, a trip planned. You know, next uh, August for Scotland and Ireland, and it includes the you know royal. Edinburgh military tattoo. Oh, I've seen so, that. That's amazing. Is it yeah. incredible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The funniest thing, yeah. just a completely nothing to do with this conversation, is on on, <laughs> on the Royal Mile in Edinburgh, right in the sort of the heart of the old yeah. town. Yeah. There's a store called Bagpipes Galore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That made me laugh. Bag, bagpipes I was Galore. Probably in it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course the uh, the whiskey shop, which is nothing like oh. we had. It's crazy. No. Anyway, I could go on yeah, and on that. about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have to talk offline about that. <laughs> but uh, or, uh, Also, um, you know, someone can WhatsApp me. You know, my cell number's on there. I love to do virtual chats. 
And when when I'm meeting families or adults, I, I find, you know, bring the kids on, on the, the meeting because I want to get their perspective of what their dream is for their holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've done that with families. And um, so my phone number is 250-885-5417. Yeah, shoot me a text, call me, um, let's connect with WhatsApp, and yeah, just start, you know, talking travel, and what are your dreams, and let's put it together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anything else to add? I think we covered a lot of stuff there. um, Let's see. Oh, my mission (laughs) statement. Your mission statement. My mission statement, statement, um, which is on my business card, and my website is short and sweet. Everyone is welcome and included in my world of travel. Perfect. Uh, that is my my passion, my my dream. My, so, yeah, give me a shout. And oh, oh, oh! I did start uh, within the last couple months. I did start a, a new travel club. Oh, um, it's called Angie's Kindred Travel Crew, and there's information on the website and. It's just, again, putting groups together and let's go and, you know, oh, goodness. I just get so excited and passionate about this. (laughs) Good. We need (laughs) more people like you. Yeah. (laughs) I I just, um, I think let's, you know, if we can travel together as our our crew, you know, we can get t-shirts, we can get, you know, lanyards, you know, just go and have fun and embrace travel embrace each other and just go for it absolutely and i'm I'm here to advocate and make your you know your travel as smooth as possible and we're to help we're here to help get the word out (laughs) yes oh yes thank you so much and i really really appreciate this evan that you uh take the time to uh reach out and invite me no problem and we can certainly do this again if you know more issues or more possibilities pop up for sure Okay. Okay. Well, I'm very grateful and thank you. And to all the listeners, thank you. And I look forward to chatting with you and meeting you soon. All right. So you have been listening to DDA's okay. Encouraging Abilities podcast. Our guest today has been Angela Famanoff, owner-operator of Travel with Ange, a local travel agency in Victoria that uh, focuses on helping neurodivergent community get out and see the world. Angela, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And you take care. Thanks for tuning in again to our little podcast. I'm your host, Evan Kelly. We'll see you next time.